Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. All right, we are now in week three. And so, Mike, you and I in our D group, in which we are, you know, setting the pace again in our disciplines, I continue to, to say that mockingly. <laughs> Hopefully everybody knows that or else they think we're really arrogant. <laughs> yeah. I am not the best at scripture memory. You can ask my current D group right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm the best, true. though. Oh, okay. Well, you, you are. I have zero issues. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So we are now, we have been talking about multiplying. It's going on probably about a month now. A few weeks ago, we identified, we began to pray over people who were men and women of faith. And so, uh, Mike, we're now getting together and we're going to have conversation three. We're having it at Black Press because we're supporting local businesses and our yep. coffee shop here. Got to keep them alive. Uh, Got to. That's right. And so we're going to be meeting together. We're talking about conversation three. And this is one that I think is really important. So the topic is inviting potential members. And the reason that I think this is so important, and you'll see it starting on page 12, is that there are two things that are going to that are just huge in helping you start a successful D group. It is selecting the right people and setting the right expectations. It, it, the last conversation, we talked a lot about selecting the right people. This one, we're going to help you equip your people to set the right expectations. It's going to help them give a solid invitation to their potential group members. And so this is a conversation that personally, I, I would imagine this is, is, in my experience, this is usually a shorter conversation. It does not take the whole time of the D group. It, you know, you can, it just kind of depends how much conversation you've had, but I've had this as short as 15 minutes. Um, it, it, you can, it's, it's a lot more of just kind of, Hey, here's, here's some things to keep in mind as you do this. It's not always as much discussion, but what I want to do is we're going to jump, we're going to look at page 12, 13 and 14, and we're going to help you kind of navigate this conversation with your leaders. And so if you look, starting in page 12, you're going to see it starts off with those two things, selecting the right people, setting the right expectations. Then it's going to start talking again on selecting the right person. This may seem a little redundant because you're like, well, isn't that conversation too? Didn't we talk about this? Now, hopefully they have prayed about this over the last couple of weeks. And you're just, you're checking back. Hey, are those people, do you still feel good about them being faithful, available, intentional, teachable, and hungry? What I've always found is, and maybe Mike, you can attest to this, often we put names down at the beginning, but as we pray about it, there's checks in our spirit, there's concerns, or, or maybe there, and there's some that are like, oh man, absolutely. Yeah. Like in those two weeks, because remember, I'm not just praying for my group, I'm praying for your people that we all wrote that down on page, uh, on page nine. And so we're all praying together in those two weeks there can be some checks in the spirit that kind of change our initial assessment on if that person is really right for a D group. Have you seen that to be true in, in your time? Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think this is why it's important too, when you're writing those names down, don't write the minimum number of names. You know, you want to write down as many names as possible because the people that you may be thinking of in that moment, uh, as we work through this process might not pan out. 
Uh, and some of that may just, you find out that they're not available. Uh, you get the check in the spirit, Vic, that you're talking about, about, hey, you know, you know, something has happened in their life. You know, some circumstances have changed. This is probably not the right time. So if, you know, we only write down, you know, two names or three names on this list, then uh, it's limiting the success of it actually happening because those yeah. names that you write down might not pan out. So these aren't the, we're, when we're writing these names out, this is not the people that are going to be in our group. These are the people that we're going to start praying about and inviting to be in the group. Um, right. So it is probably likely that not everybody on that first list ends up being in the group. Yeah, very true. And and I think this is where you're going to begin to solidify the amount of groups that actually are going to come out on the other end, how many new groups will start. And, and what I would encourage you is um, if you have two groups where people are like, ah, it, that question on page uh, on page 12, what concern do you have about any potential members? If you have two groups where there's significant concerns, man, I would recommend, I don't know what you would say to this, Mike, but I would recommend you combine that into one group with all solid people and the, and each leader invite somebody new. I think that's got to, like, we're thinking long-term, not short-term here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, that's, that's personally my initial thought is, man, let's start one strong group opposed to two okay groups. Th- yeah, would you absolutely. add anything to that? Yeah, I would. I just I would completely agree with that. Just because, <clears throat> you know, we want everybody in the group to multiply, right? You know, we get excited when we say, "Hey, I led this two group for twelve to eighteen months, mm-hmm. and every single one of my guys are leading their own group." You know, we want that to happen, um, but we can't let that desire for that to happen trump common sense or the Holy Spirit. Because yeah, if we try to launch those two leaders in weak groups just so that we can say we launched everybody out they're going to fizzle out you're way better yeah. off with one that one strong group continuing on and then maybe that's the group that goes on to multiply everybody it's still multiplication yeah absolutely i get excited anytime we move from one group to multiple groups yeah. and so i'm not saying one to five and that's that's the big success i want to see people move from a disciple to a disciple maker anytime you share that story i don't care how many groups come out the other end like mike and i are high five and over here saying yes <laughs> yeah. that's that's awesome you know yeah. so again a quote i just want to share before we go to uh before we go to this next page is on page 12 a d group invitation should never be an opportunity to prove faithfulness but always extended as a response to faithfulness and so i just again as you as the leader are going to be the person that's going to have to catch that and keep your group in line and so there's going to be those concerns or those ones are like i just think the d group's what they need you want to really help them say no i really let's make sure they're being faithful where they are and then uh, let's get on, let's the response be to get into a D group. So again, you hear us talking a lot about selecting the right people because it's crucial and, and it's crucial to come back to that after a few weeks. Now setting the right expectations just as crucial here. And so I love this quote. It's at the top of 13, what you win them with, you win them to what you win them with, you win them to. And this is what I mean. Often we, when they, we meet, uh, when we go to give an invitation, Mike, and, and you've maybe even heard this or been on the recipient side of it. We, whenever you're talking to somebody about a D group and they're on the fence saying, ah, I don't really know. Our natural tendency is to, is to, to say the right things, to remove some of the barriers, to help them get in the group. I would tell you, if I have somebody that's on the group, I would rather talk them out of a group than talk them into it. Yeah. 
I do not lower your bar to meet what, what that person needs. You ask them to raise to the bar of the commitment level of what the group is. Why this is so important is because your invitation sets an expectation. Yeah. What's your invitation, your summary of the group is, is going to set the expectation for your members. And whenever you have an invitation that doesn't faithfully represent what the group is, your people are going to come in with expectations that are going to discourage you. Yeah. And uh, I, I think you've put it too this way, Mike, if you have to drag them into the group, you're going to have to drag them along <laughs> in the group. Yeah. I think I stole it from Robbie, but yeah, it's, you know, the worst I was thing, giving you credit. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing you can do is downplay the commitment level of this group, you know, because there is that natural inclination, especially if it's, you know, it's somebody you like, it's somebody you think, man, they're really going to benefit from being in this environment. Mm-hmm. If I can just get them in it, then we'll worry about all this other stuff later. Yeah. Well, they're signing up for what you're telling them, right? So if, right. if you're saying, oh, well, we're going to do all this stuff, but, you know, we're, you just kind of work at your own pace and you just kind of show up whenever you want. And, you know, we're going to do these things, but we're not going to be real rigid about it. You know, then that's, that's how they're going to operate with the group. And then when you get a month or two months or whatever into the group and you're getting frustrated because their commitment level is terrible, um, it's your fault, because yeah. they're doing exactly what you told them the commitment level was. So we have to ramp that up so that they understand exactly what they're signing up for. And then if there is an issue that you have to address down the road, it isn't a surprise to that person. They're like, hey, look, we talked about this in the beginning. This is what we're going to be doing. You're not yeah. doing it. Help me understand why. Well, we don't want their answer to be, well, I had no idea I was supposed to be doing it like that. That's right. <laughs> you that's never right. told me. Uh, that's so right. We have to, have to avoid that urge to downplay to try to get somebody in the group. So, Mike, we'll unpack this more in our resource later, but I just want to quickly, I want to ask you, what is one, maybe phrase, what is one piece of an invitation that sets the wrong expectation for members? Uh, personally, I feel like the most common one because schedule is such a big deal, uh, in our society and our culture today, we're all super busy, you know, whether it's work, kids, sports, whatever that is. Um, I think that that natural inclination is, Hey, we're going to meet weekly, but I understand you're busy. So you just show up when you can. That is setting the wrong expectation because right out of the gate, they are, that person has it in their brain that if something else comes up, I don't have to go to this. Yeah, that's so good. I think I would, I would definitely agree with that one. And we'll share more of those. Um, again, we, we created a resource for your people to listen to, and you're going to see that on page 13. So, you know, we're, we're sharing why this conversation is so important with you and helping kind of given uh, some, some of the reason behind it practically, what I'm doing after I've discussed page 12, I've asked people to read it. We've talked about the questions. We've solidified who's doing, who's leading groups, who's their kind of people they want to reach out to. Again, you're going to have more than you'll probably end with because there are going to be people that say no. Now I'm saying, hey, would somebody read page 13? Let's talk about how important it is to set the right expectations. When they read it, they'll see that resource. I would encourage them to listen to that resource. We've created that to help this for members uh, to, to know how to get an authentic yes from people, um, one that they actually mean, not one they're just saying to people, please. Yeah. Uh, 
common mistakes people make, things like that. So um, read through that on page 13, and then you're going to see this resource it's going to reference. And this resource is gold. Uh, so page 14, it's our D group overview. And thanks to our comm team, our creative team, because they make everything look so good. Uh, <laughs> it's, and so it's yeah. so impressive. But this is, this is a one-page summary of a D group. And there is a link in page 13, or you can find it at longhollow.com slash group resources. And you want to encourage your group members, go and pick that resource up and, you're, and, and take that with you when you go invite somebody. And so you want to encourage them to have a face-to-face -face meeting, whether that is in person or it's digital, a video call. And you want them to either send this link if they're doing it digitally or bring it, print it out and bring it to a coffee shop uh, and, and when they meet face to face. And you want to, you want your members to show this overview to people and say, hey, this is what I'm starting in the next year. I would love for you to be a part of it. They can fill in in the bottom right when they plan to meet. Um, if they don't know that yet, that's okay. Uh, but this just kind of helps set the expectations um, from the get-go. And then the question that we give in page 13, how and when do you expect to invite uh, your list to join you in a future group? That's the question you want to ask your group. You want to say, hey, how are you going to do this? Here's the resource. What's your plan? And once you finish that, you can see kind of at the bottom on page 13, over the next four weeks, we want you to go ahead and, and, and take that D group overview and start to invite members. And from there, um, you coming back each week and sharing, man, I had, that should be kind of part of your accountability questions is, Hey, who did you invite to your group this week? Yeah. Did you have a conversation? How's it going? And again, you're, you may shift. People may fall through and you may have to take multiple groups and merge them into one. That's totally normal. Uh, but now is when you want to really release your people to go out, have these conversations using that resource so that they can set the right expectations with their invitation. Um, and so that's, that's really, as you finish, and again, this may be a 20 minute conversation in total, uh, but it's super important. Any final things that you would add to it before we, uh, kind of close this conversation and move to conversation four, Mike? Yeah, I would just, just kind of reiterate expectations are absolutely vital to doing this you know regardless of what we're talking if, let's just say we're not even talking about d group let's just say we're talking about anything that somebody mm -hmm. is signing up for right you know if those expectations are not set well in the beginning we can't get upset if it's not going the way we want it to go later right they are signing up for what you're inviting them into so you know, if we feel like we're going to, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, but I'm going to skip that, or we're going to, uh, that sounds like a good idea, but we're not going to do this over here. You know, that is how you're going to set your D group up for failure because yeah. it is every component of what we are talking about is vital to the D group experience. So when we don't set those expectations or when we downplay what we're going to be doing, or what that commitment level is, uh, you're setting that group up for failure from the very beginning. Yeah, so so true, so true. And so um, hopefully that gives you a good idea of, of why this is important conversation. It's pretty straightforward in how you have it. It's a lot of just kind of reading this, giving them the resources, and then stressing what you've heard us talking about with them. You're going to want to interject and say why it's important because people really aren't going to think much about their invitation. Uh, very few do. 
And so as for your next week with your group, again, continue to rotate. Somebody new needs to lead the D group. And like we said last time, the resource on page 18 kind of gives the it gives a, a, a default uh, D group, if you will. It gives them a rhythm, something they can follow. And if you drifted from that, neglecting a discipline, make sure that you uh, stress the importance of getting back on track before the group multiplies for the health of all future groups. So with that, that's the end of conversation three. You're getting close, about to multiply. We look forward to talking about with you more of how you can celebrate and commission them out on your final week as a D group in our next conversation. 